With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right now is the most critical time for us to take back control of our food supply and become self reliant by having our very own food forest. Transform your yard into a food forest and create a system of self-reliance that's easy and enjoyable with our friends at Food Forest Abundance. No matter where you're starting from, you can become more self-reliant. You can take your self-reliance to the next level by becoming a producer of your own food through growing and foraging. Learn how to turn your property into an income-producing source of economic self-reliance. If you're ready to go off-grid, click the link in the description and use coupon code FORBIDDEN for discounts on your very own food forest with Food Forest Abundance. Back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Today, my guest is Micah Dank. First, a couple of announcements. Our website is ForbiddenKnowledge.News. It's also the home of the Forbidden Knowledge Network, where you find some of your favorite podcasts from our community featured. Forbidden Knowledge News is always available on Rockfin, Odyssey, Rumble, and all podcast platforms. Our social media is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and Rockfin is where you get our premium content. Best of all, you get all the premium content from every creator on Rockfin for only $10 a month. You just go to rockfin.com slash FKN plus. That's R-O-K-F-I-N dot com slash FKN plus to sign up now. You can also get a free account and get access to everyone's free content, including all our free shows. Today, I want to welcome back to the show Micah Dank 
From a young age, he wanted to be a writer coming from a family of writers. He then became interested in all the esoteric sciences, including the astrology and astrotheology prevalent throughout the Bible and previous religious and spiritual texts, as well as his book series, Into the Rabbit Hole. Micah, welcome back. How you doing? Good, man. How's everything by you? Everything is excellent. I can't complain, man. I always look forward to our conversations. You've got a very interesting topic that you suggested. It's actually a question. What is God? And you have a little presentation that we're going to get into about that. And you also have a YouTube channel that is somehow still in operation called Micah Dank Truth Bombs. And videos you've been uh, putting out is your insights into not only astro astrology and astrotheology, but a wide range of topics and conspiracies. And I'd love to get into that a little bit, share what you've been doing there. So okay. Let's start with this, uh, this question you pose. What is God? My idea of what God is has vastly changed over the years. And at, at this moment, I couldn't tell you what God is, but I'm open to suggestions. Where should we start with this today? Well, let's start with things that we can agree on, okay? I'm not talking to the atheists right now, because I think that most atheists are atheists because they reject what the religious say God is as literal reading of the Bible, okay? I think a lot of atheists think that way. Um, but if you're going to go into the religious people, what are some things that they can agree on, right? If I, were to, if I were to ask you to list some qualities of God, what would it be? All-knowing, all-powerful, omnipresent, all-loving, um, creator. That's a few, just to start with. Would you, would you also say infinite? Yes, infinite. That's another one. Infinite. Okay. All right. So let's agree on that. Okay? Let's mm -hmm. agree on what you just gave me. Okay? So let me start this. Let me know when you can see this. Now, I'm going to read you an excerpt, a long excerpt, from my first book that I wrote when I was 28. Okay. It got published. My series is into the rabbit hole because they're all rabbit holes. My book series. The first one's called beneath the veil. Scientists have determined through completion of the genome project, the genome project that humans are roughly 99.7% identical DNA wise. Two penguins are more genetically different than you and I are. Whomever finds this and want you to try this experiment, write your name down, write your two parents names down above yours. And you have four grandparents, eight great grandparents, and you go on. Let's go back 35 generations. It roughly takes you back to the year 840 AD. You will have 137 billion people. So something's off. The number of ancestors list reminds me of the story of the servant summoned by the Pharaoh. The Pharaoh was pleased with how the servant was doing and wanted to reward him. Serving you is all I desire, sir, the servant insisted. No, I insist that you ask for something, anything you desire, the Pharaoh said back. This went back and forth until the Pharaoh got mad and threatened punishment. After thinking long and hard, the servant, seeing a chessboard in front of him, said, on day one, I want one piece of rice. On the second, I want two. Each day, you will double the previous days until this chessboard is complete. I will place a grain on each square representing each day completed. The first day, the pharaoh sent his finest servant in a parade with a golden pouch to deliver the grain. The amount grew exponentially, and halfway through the board, literally on day 32, there was no more grain in the land. The pharaoh summoned the servant back in. Your highness, all I ever wanted to do was serve you, replied the servant. The servant, although now the wealthiest man in the land, 
had retained his hubris. It was there that the Pharaoh learned not to question humility or assume that giving material tokens, gifts as tokens of appreciation were all that mattered. As for the servant, he continued to work for the Pharaoh. However, he had taken all the rice and continued to feed all the poor and homeless until the day of his death. The point of both of these stories is that it's simple math. In fact, it's how cells divide in your body and mass produce, okay? The reason I stopped at this particular time frame of 840 AD is because it's roughly how many people it's been calculated that have ever lived on planet Earth. 140 billion people, that is. Even if we take the Bible literally, we still need to get to October 23rd, 4004 BC. So we're in a pickle here. There needs to be a way to bridge the gap, and this is where the pedigree collapse theory comes in. The concept states that there is no other explanation other than a whole lot of incest. Sometimes, like in the case of the Kentucky blue people, there are no branches in the family tree. Sometimes, like in the banking or royal families, it's to preserve special genetics or money. Based on our DNA, geneticists say that the furthest point one person can be on this planet from another is 50th cousins. If your mom was from cousin X, from country X, and your dad was from country X as well, there is a 20% chance that they share a common ancestor within 10 generations back. So what does this all mean? Well, in a nutshell, it means far enough back we are all related and all one, and we should start to act like it. So let's explore different cognitive viewpoints. How about from a creationist then? Well, we all came from Adam and Eve, technically Eve from Adam's rib, and even more technically, Adam was made from the mud and dirt from the world God created. How about an evolutionist then? Okay, let's start with the Big Bang, let alone the fact that all the material we came from, an infinitesimally dense singularity, and no one seems to want to explain where that singularity came from, but we'll let that slide. We were all one at one point. How about the idea of source energy then? If our souls are like crumbs off a cookie, the cookie being source God, whatever you want to call it, then we are all connected multidimensionally. And upon death, it will be a vibrational change of frequency back to it. Let's try one last one. Aliens placing us here. You would still have to account for the first humans and how we all came about. You don't just magically have a species, poof, we're here. Or do you? If so, who created this first test group of people? Secondly, what about the first spirit consciousness of DNA that evolved this level of higher thinking? There's a big difference between what I'm writing and a monkey who's fed up with people taking pictures of him and throwing his shit at them. Still, though, the point is that at some point, things had to come back to a singularity in the sense of one source point. Humans are so quick to think of the end of the world, things ending. What they can't do is think about the beginning or if there was something before the beginning or how that all works. Oh, I wrote that. That's in my first book that I wrote when I was 28, 10 years ago. It was so close to the ultimate truth. So close, Chris. Okay, so first we need to define God, which you generously did at the beginning. Now, the sun tells the hour of the day. The moon tells the day of the month. The zodiac tells the month of the year, which I talk about in my astrotheology. Aside from the fact that DNA is a computer blueprint for life and that we have a perfect calendar in the heavens, in the middle of nowhere in the Milky Way galaxy, there is a perfect calendar for us to figure out. These are fingerprints of God. So now we've defined God as existing. But where is God? Well, it must be beyond space and time, beyond the 11 dimensions of string theory. Ask any religious person to define God and they will tell you, like I asked you, that God is infinite, right? And here is the kicker right here, Chris. God is infinite. How can something exist outside of infinity? 
It can't. The biggest lie we've been taught is that we are separate from God, that we should fear it, that we are literally separate from it. We are actually a part of it. Many of you have children. Many of you listening have children. They are literally half your DNA, so they are literally a part of you. But you experience them subjectively outside your body. So is with God with us. A piece of God comes down in what we call consciousness into a body, and we feel separate from God. We are all God experiencing itself subjectively. If you are infinite and everything, nothing can exist outside of you, not space or time. So what do you do if you're everything? Well, you're not going to like learn something new or find something new to do. You're everything. So the only answer to that is that you um, reproduce yourself. You trick yourself into thinking you're not God and experience yourself subjectively. That is the only thing to do. Okay, we are a species with amnesia living in a simulation. Einstein said about God that he believes in the God of Spinoza. Baruch Spinoza was a thinker who said that God doesn't want you huddled in churches and temples in the cold, praying as loud as you can with others, praying the loudest. Jesus says that those that give for publicity or pray the loudest, they have their reward. And what that literally means is that the people that give for charity and take pictures of it on Instagram and that the people that pray the loudest in temple, okay, they're doing it for the adulation. They're doing it for the attention. They're not doing it for the right reasons. 100%. So that is their reward is the attention. If you pray, pray by yourself. Spinoza's God wants you to go to the mountains and the lake and enjoy what I am created for you and worship that way. The biggest lie we have ever been collectively taught, the biggest lie, is that we need to fear and worship. When we are a baby, we are in our mother's womb. The mother being the supreme being is aware of the baby. However, the baby is not aware of the mother from its vantage point, as is us with God. We are each a piece of God, a part of the infinite, unaware of the whole because we're in the middle of it. Okay, now we talk about Alan Watts, right? You've heard of Alan Watts, right? I love Alan Watts, brother. I listen to, uh, I read his stuff all the time, listen to his lectures, definitely. All right, this is Alan Watts right here. Jesus Christ knew he was god so wake up and find out eventually who you really are in our culture of course they'll say you're crazy and you're blasphemous and they'll either put you in the jail or in jail or in the nut house which is basically the same thing however if you wake up in india and tell your friends and relations my goodness i've just discovered that i'm god they'll laugh and say oh congratulations at last you found out alan watts knows this okay this is the secret that all the ancients knew okay this is the secret that i cannot pass down to the greeks this is the secret Okay, this is the secret, and it's hidden in plain sight. So now you have Nargis Allegria, okay, who's up and coming. To become absolute, you have to accept that you are God, that there is only God. You have to admit that others are God, too. But if your love does not stretch that far and you are blinded by your shadow, don't complain that liberation did not happen yet. Why should freedom reveal itself to someone who refuses to embody love? When you are ready to perceive God in everything, you have opened a gate, a gate that opens the possibility of being eaten raw by the absolute. P.S. Everything you hate is God because there is only God. Anything you think that should not be happening is God because there is only God. Realize they're only being God and it will prevail first in your experience, then in the collective. Isaiah 45, 7 in the Bible, they try and tell you this. I form the light and create the darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things, okay? God is everything, okay? What they teach you in religions is that God is separate from you. You need to pray. You need to fear. You need to be a God-fearing Christian. You need to worry about judgment day. You need to worry about retribution. It's to keep you in line, okay? The secret is, is that you're already God and you're infinite, okay? And he's trying to tell you here, God, 
is the evil too. Okay, I create the evil. Isaiah 45, 7. Now, everything in existence is a part of God. The good, the bad, all of it. Religious people can't admit they are God. Only Jesus and God are God. But how can something exist outside the infinite? Okay, I didn't define God as the infinite. The religious people did. You did. You know, I'm just agreeing with it. String theory used to be the most cutting edge quantum physics, and it talks of 11 dimensions to make it work. Now the most cutting edge quantum physics states that the universe is conscious. Well, welcome to the fucking party. Okay. The universe is conscious. Okay. Incidentally, Hermes talked about string theory 6,000 years ago. The third hermetic principle is the principle of vibration. Nothing rests. Everything vibrates. You are God experiencing itself subjectively through amnesia. Books of Book of Thomas saying 77, split a piece of wood and I am there. Raise up a stone and you will find me. God is everything, the wood, the stone. And this now makes sense if you think about it. Yes. Quran 532. That is why we decreed for the children of Israel that whoever kills a soul without it being guilty of manslaughter or corruption on the earth is as though he had killed all mankind. And whoever saves a life is as though he has saved all mankind. Okay, because the total amount of consciousness on this planet in the universe is one. Okay, what I experience as me is the exact same thing that you experience as you. We feel separate, but we're not. Okay, we're experiencing each other subjectively. Okay, Matthew 25 40. Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. There you go. We are all one. This makes sense now. We are all God. Therefore, we are infinite and eternal, and there is nothing to fear. Mm. When you realize that you are eternal and you are God, just as the enlightened have realized in the past, again, this is what Buddha figured out under the fig tree. Okay, This is what he figured out when he became self-realized. You get filled with love. You no longer fear death, and you're driven to love one another, not because of fear of punishment like the religious. The biggest mystery of life is sitting in front of you in plain sight. The religious texts allude to it, but they never just come out and say it. Okay. You also have to understand that when you come to this realization that I'm giving you right now, that feeling that you get, if you embrace it and you really take it, let it take over is the exact same feeling that religious people feel when they get saved. It's the exact same feeling. That's why it is so hard, so hard for the religious people to break free from that. Okay. They are ruled by fear. That's a very powerful motivation. This is why. It's so hard for them to let go of their holy books as a literal text, which brings me to my next point. The Bible, okay? The scriptures are metaphysical, astrological, which I've spent 10 years studying, and astrotheological, and I've been teaching it for about two and a half years now, anatomical, alchemical, spiritual, esoteric, and mythology. The Bible is also an etymology book. It's a numerology book. It's also a gematria book. Okay, there's 10 holy sciences in the Bible. Each one of them require your Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours to become an expert at it. There's more to learn about how the Bible is literally supposed to be read than you can learn in a lifetime. Okay, and it's meant to humble you. Okay, you've seen my astro theological presentations, Chris. That's one out of 10 sciences, and I'm not even scratching the surface with all of it. Right. I'm just giving general overviews, you know? I mean, they're deep, but they're, yeah. they're, they're they're not as deep as they really go. The Bible is the most incredible book that's ever been written. But mm. it's important to know this. It's not literal. It's not historical. And it's certainly not original. 
Okay. Right on. We are all God interacting with itself. We are eternal and infinite and powerful. We use DMT and hallucinogenics to see other realms and connect with God. We meditate to lose the voice in our head so we can be one with the all. This is the secret of life. Now, the meaning of life is to find your gift. Everyone has one. And the purpose of life is to then give it away. And that's my presentation, Chris. Dude, I love it. Uh, you you have summed up what so many spiritual teachers have been trying to to show us for so long. I think it was it was you put it perfectly, and it's the, one of the big reasons that the agendas are to to separate us and to allow us to believe that we are anything but one and that we are all separate right. because it's it that's easier to control. It's easier to keep us in fear. That's it actually creates does. the fear. That's what politics does, that the whole thing with gender now. Right. Um, I don't care which way you stand one way or another, because I'm not political. I actually hate both sides, to be honest with you. But it's a distraction is what it is. It's to distract you and to keep people divided. That's what it is. See, the elites want things 50-50. They want 50% of the country going one way, 50% the other. And never in the history, I think, has it been more prevalent now. There's nothing that people agree on. Nothing. And um, that's how they like it, because it keeps people going, keeps the, the, the pendulum swing back and forth in politics, Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Republican. You're not going to you're not going to vote your way out of this. You know, you need to realize this. You need to understand this. It also shows you the true evil of most religious organizations that most at the top, if you're an enlightened master, you probably know this. And I'm sure that uh, a lot of people that are atop of religious organizations know this truth, but they will perpetuate the lie to, to keep it in control. That's why they, you know, if if you say that you're God, it gets considered blasphemy. It's You're considered mm-hmm. anything but spiritual or religious if you consider yourself and everything as to be God. You're telling me that... You're telling me that Adolfo Nicholas, the head of the black, the black pope, uh, doesn't know that the book is an right. astrotheological book in part. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. So those the, at the top have the Vatican to bathtub, the, the, the Pope's bathtub. Okay. Um, the Papaya La Papa del Bibiana. Okay. His where where his holy watches himself. The art around it is the zodiac. Yeah, man. They know this. Yeah, it's it's all it's all hidden in plain sight, and there's so many agendas to keep us separate and from looking within. Uh, you know, we're all be we're all being pushed to external means to uh, trying to merge biology with technology, a new technological technocratic age where we do right. anything but look into ourselves within ourselves and realize the the ultimate truths. And, uh, and a lot you know, of people are going to go for that. A lot of people are going to go for that because. Fear of death, fear of the unknown is such a powerful. Let me let me ask you a question. The most rigorous, rigorous religious people are horrified of death. Okay. Mm. They are. All of them are. Okay. Except the uh, except in Islam, where you become a martyr if you do something to that effect. Although that's fringe Islam, okay? Because I do do astrotheology in, in, in the Quran. And in my second book, I talk about how the Vatican created Islam. Right. Um, through the works of uh, Alberto Rivera. If you guys want to read my second book, you got to read the series in order though, because otherwise you're going to be lost. But I do explain that whole thing. Um, He was a high ranking Jesuit Pope 
not a pope. He was a high-ranking Jesuit uh, general, right? And um, it was explained to him that the um, Vatican could not get back control of Jerusalem in the Middle Ages. They just couldn't do it. So they created Islam to do it for them, and Islam grew too powerful. Mm. I mean, you've seen you've seen the picture of Pope John Paul kissing the Quran, right? They're not hiding yeah, it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I uh, I mean, this is they're not hiding it. This is what was done across the board with Abrahamic religions. It was used because people were weren't enslaved enough. They they didn't have enough power and control over people because if people knew that they were all uh, you know infinite spiritual beings that are all one that were all god it really wouldn't matter what yeah. these uh, other abrahamic religions were trying to tell us it didn't mean it well chris I'll, I'll, I'll go one step further than that do you know why um popes and priests and people in the church are not allowed to have uh families i really don't know it's because the, the true reason the honest reason that they won't tell you but the real reason is because it makes you is because it makes you vulnerable. Think about it. Why would the religious hierarchy forbid you having families? And if you want to get into politics, you must have a family. Think about that. Mm. That is so interesting. Yeah, because man. they can leverage it. And I love what you were saying. How uh, you know God is in fact in. Each and every is every one of us, and we are all God, and we're all one. Luke, Luke and, seventeen twenty one: the kingdom of heaven is inside you, tied yeah. in the one place you wouldn't think. It's every one of time the, you look out, Chris. Every mm -hmm. time you look out and you you take the universe in with your five senses, it's it's the consciousness is God. They're telling you in quantum physics right now, because string theory was twenty years ago. Now they're telling mm -hmm. you that the universe is conscious. Of course it is. And if we Nothing could understand that, if we can understand that and look at other people and we look at other people and we look at the wrong they're doing and it creates hate and it creates division. But if we all realize that that's just another part of us trying to experience life in a different way, it's another part right. of everything trying to experience life in a different way. But it's still us, you know, that would eliminate yeah. the, all the hate around the world because it's all we're all one. You so know? It's not it's not it's not. Um, a play on words. It's not a silly little thing when people tell you to change the world, you change yourself. Mm. Because by changing yourself, you are changing the world. You know? Mm. And then there's people who go out there and have the balls to say this. Chris, if we had this conversation 50 years ago, we both would have been hung in the street. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. live in, in very amazing times with the revelations that are coming through right now. And where do you think that leaves us with a lot of what's happening in the, they say, UFO community, paranormal community? I believe that everything that we're experiencing, paranormal or even aliens, is a form of us communicating with ourselves. I believe that you're exactly right, that we're in some Nothing kind of matrix. outside the internet. Yes, yeah, so that, we're, we're, that we're, we're in some... Have you ever read the... Um... What was it? What was Michael Talbot's book? The, the the holographic simulation or the holographic universe? Yeah, holographic universe. Holographic universe. Yeah, he explains it. Yeah, because space time, and I know I'm going to get hate from people who are like space is fake and gay, but um, <laughs> space is so absurdly. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No details. Vast and wide. It's absurd. Okay? It's not real. It's just a, it's it's just it's just an illusion. It's an illusion. First of all, the universe is supposedly 15 billion years old. I'll round it up. Okay. Um, the universe is actually 95 or 93 billion years across, which makes sense if you understand what time dilation is. Okay. But um, it's just, it's absurd. It's absurd. Everything is meant to overwhelm you. I yeah. think, I think. Well, even, and you even know, our... that, that. Okay. Yeah. And I was going to say, even our modern history, say... that we'd have no idea. What, where we're coming or going, we probably don't even realize our, no history, our own history from within a decade ago because every, first of all, we, we're rewriting our history as we go. We've been doing that for years. Uh, but especially lately, we've been changing everything. All the characters that are portrayed in movies are having a completely different ideologies and different uh, outcomes from the originals, and right. it's being altered as we speak. So how can we possibly know what's happened 50 to 100 years ago? Ago, especially when history has always been rewritten. They try and tell you that Copernicus, and I think it was 1564 in the 1500s, discovered the heliocentric model. Okay? That is not true. Because 13 or 1200 years before that, Constantine's nephew, whose name was Julian the Apostate, okay, they're still, his books are still around. They've survived. You can crack one of them open. And he literally says that the sun is the fiery chariot. No, the sun is the fiery chariot that all the planets dance around. 1,300 years before then, if you were to go to Google and type in when was Saturn discovered, it'll tell you 1610 by um, Galileo, who thought it was three planets because he saw the rings. That's bullshit. Okay, because everybody, even if you're not religious, has heard about the Saturnalia, okay, which was the ancient religion. Okay. Saturn was a lot closer. It was known as the black planet. It was known as the black cube. That's why the Jews have the black cube on their head when they pray. That's why Muslims walk around the Kaaba, the black cube. It's Saturn worship. Okay. And what happens when you take a, a cube and you flat pack it, you get a cross. See, this is all interwoven with one another into these stories that make up the Bible. But people have no idea what they're looking at. They have no idea how they're reading it. And I'm just trying to expose it. That brings us to what the what they're trying to portray as a traditional model of space versus what we're really looking at. Uh, I don't believe space travel is possible in any of the ways that they're telling us, and I have no idea what is beyond uh, the boundaries of what we're calling our atmosphere, but I definitely know everything that they're showing us from NASA and the space agencies are, are 100% fake. So where does that leave us with what we're really looking at? What do you think? Well, these are realms. Okay, the planets are realms. Okay, um, when you talk about them, you, you've heard of Nibiru, right? I have, yes, yeah, right, Nibiru. So, for people who don't know, you have the sun here, and all the planets supposedly going around it in different sizes and shapes, but they're all going around the same way. Nibiru comes this way every thirty-six hundred years and makes an oblong turn. However, do you know what Nibiru means in Sumerian? Isn't it uh, or, land of crossing or planet of crossing? 
It means to cross over. Okay. Okay. It's a plane of existence. Okay. You hear about stories with Chiron. Okay. The ferryman. Okay. You put the two gold coins in the eyes of the deceased so they could pay the ferryman to take them to the net of their world. Everybody knows about this. Okay. And do you know that we literally, um, you take DMT to see the higher dimensions, right? You take DMT to see the higher dimensions. Do you know that there's scientists out there right now that have architects that are being voluntarily placed under um, what's called a DMT drip, which is a banana bag and a banana bag in medical terminology is a, uh, it's sodium chloride. It's just, it's just saline. Okay. And in it, they slowly drip, like they drip medicine. They slowly drip DMT to keep you under. And what these architects are doing is they're literally mapping out the higher dimensions like they do in The Legend of Zelda. That's crazy. Uh, that also makes me think about what they're doing, what aerospace companies are doing with like places of high strangeness and high energy. Like, uh, for instance, uh, Skinwalker Ranch, there's tons of aerospace companies that are interested in there and they're digging underground for things. And there's a possibility that there may be some kind of uh, something underground, either a mineral or, or some kind of electromagnetic force that is creating people to have their perceptions be altered for some reason. And that, uh, you know, there may be all kinds of things that we don't understand going on, but they're not looking outer space. They're looking underground for these anomalies, right. which I find really interesting. Right, right. They do that. Well, you know the, that uh, everything's on an energy grid. The Earth has an energy grid. It has, a soul, mm -hmm. it has an energy grid. The pyramids are on them, okay? Most architecture that's just monolithic is on them because they know them. They know that's what it is. It, it connects you to an energy source, okay? Tesla was going to give the energy for free. And then they, they, they stole and burned his work. Um, we've come close a couple of times. Atlantis did that too. Atlantis, actually, according to Edgar Casey, when he put himself under, Atlantis overcharged the crystals, which led to their demise. Okay. Now the crystals that you're talking about, okay, we're only now, like, like five years ago, they were able to embed a JPEG and a movie in a crystal, then extract it and play it. We're only now relearning what Atlantis knew, that crystal technology, okay? Because there's two things that have infinite space for us to store information. One of them is crystals, which are the future of the hard drive, okay? Um, you think a little terabyte chip is, uh, a tiny little terabyte chip is, is impressive? A crystal, you have nothing on a crystal, okay? And um, the other thing is DNA. You could store information on DNA, which I talk about in my second book. Um, what you want to do is look at Superman because he's in the cave of crystals. They try and show you this information. They know this. And what the, what the, what Atlantis did is they overcharged the crystals and it blew them to hell. Okay. So that's what they basically did. Crystals are actually alive. Okay. They're a frequency. Okay. Remember everything vibrates. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, you're talking, everything vibrates, nothing rests. Everything vibrates. You're talking about string theory. You're talking about, um, Hermes, the third hermetic principle of vibration, right. everything vibrates. Crystals are neither solid nor liquid. Okay. They vibrate at such a high frequency that it has the appearance of a solid, but they're alive. You charge them, you charge them in the moon, you charge them in the sun. There's, there's a science behind all this. Yeah, man. First of all, I, I I really don't believe time exists as we, as we perceive it. But secondly, I think that 
our ancient ancestors, I think we were always advanced humans. I think we were always, we had always had these capabilities. I think we're probably stupider now than we've ever been because of all the poisoning and dumbing down that we've had. But I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that our, the history that's portrayed that we were cavemen at sometimes and we evolved. I think that's all. I'm starting to think that's all. No, this. So there's a quote that I give in my presentations. I might've read it to you at one point. It's from John Dominic Croissant. And I absolutely love sharing it because it's so true. It says, it's not that the ancients told literal stories and we're now smart enough to take them symbolically. They told them symbolically and we're now dumb enough to take them literally. And that's what happens unless people (laughs) like me and other people try to get this word out, try to stop religion, try to get all this stuff out, try to advance people. The problem, Chris, is that society only moves as fast as the dumbest motherfucker among us. Mm. Okay, so we have to drag the dumbest person along and that's as fast as we can go. What can we do to fight back against Big Pharma and the compromised medical industry? We can become healthy and break free from the perpetual cycle of being poisoned by criminal organizations like most pharmaceutical companies. Come check out what may be the most powerful antioxidant known to man, C60 Purple Power. The benefits of C60 have been personally outstanding. I use it every day and I feel incredible. I have tons of energy, I sleep great, and I haven't even come down with a cold since I started using C60 over two years ago. You can even get C60 for your pets. Do your own research, click the link in the description, and check out their website. If you order from that link or use coupon code KNOWLEDGE10, you get 10% off your order plus free shipping. What is your health worth to you? Now, when we're talking about our, our, our ancient ancestors, what are, you, what are your thoughts on the Anunnaki? What comes to mind whenever you think of this? And have you done any research into this? The theories on I this not, keep changing I... and, and people have different ideas of who and what these beings were? So two people that I really respect in my life that I'm not an Anunnaki scholar, mm-hmm. but my brother, my best friend, John is, I did a video with him. We call him Goomba. I did a video with him on the Anunnaki on my channel. Rex bear is another great one. Okay. Rex knows his stuff. <clears throat> Whenever I have Anunnaki questions, I go to them, but that's really not my bread and butter. Do you think that they were actual, just probably advanced humans, probably not aliens came coming down to teach us thing. Maybe just, uh... well, you know, the thing about aliens, right? You know, you know, the idea behind the, the behind aliens, right. Mm. Um, is that if they're disclosed, it's going to destroy religion. Right. Okay? right, except, right, right. For, except for Christians. Do you know why? Because Christians believe that aliens are demons. They believe it's fulfilling yeah. prophecy. See, you're, uh, you're always yes. walking towards re- revelation. That's why on my channel, I, I debunk revelation with astrotheology. That's another thing with the understandings of book of revelation and apocalypse and everything that's happening right now this has christians in an uproar man christians are ready for for the second coming they're ready for the rapture they're ready for people to start floating up into the air because hey shit is crazy right now but what do you think about all that you know the more i think about it the more i realize that like i mentioned when you get saved and when you get baptized to be saved that overwhelming love feeling is that overwhelming feeling when you know in your heart that you are God, that everything is God, that you are eternal and infinite, and you are loved. 
It's the same exact feeling. There is no talking to these people, okay? Because they have to see the damage that the church does and they have to start to question it. You know, I don't talk, for all the, for all the tens of thousands of thousands of people that I've talked for, um, I don't talk to people who have their mind made up. In fact, my strongest detractors are religious people. Okay, I don't talk to people for that. I just share what I've figured out um, with people who are lost, with people who are looking for answers. Yeah. And, you know, what I've noticed about the agendas and everything that's going on right now is what they're trying to push on us. Most people, they either don't want it or they're not ready for it. Or it's just so off-putting that you know they would never do it. That's why Hollywood's dying right now. That's why all the media is dying right now. That's why Netflix is not going anywhere because they're making stuff to go to push the agendas and not stuff that people actually are entertained by or even make sense anymore. They're, it doesn't even seem like they are making movies that are going to make them money. Uh, it's it's all about these woke agendas. It's all about pushing a certain narrative, sexualization of children, all these transhuman agendas. That's one of the biggest things that I see that is going to be their downfall is nobody's ready for this bullshit. Right. And you know what the thing is, is that every ancient, every ancient, every ancient um, talking about this. OK, the elites know that they're up in the age of Aquarius. Okay, now we are so young into the age of Aquarius, Chris, that it's probably not going to be in our lifetime or maybe even our grandkids' lifetime. But the age of Aquarius requires a new God. Okay, the age of Pisces was the two fish. That's why Jesus feeds the masses on the two fish. That's why he's called the fisherman of men. Right? The Aries, right before that, that's the Jews. That's the ram. Okay, that's why they blow the ram's horn during the high holidays and different uh, incantations. Incantations. Okay, before that was the age of Taurus. That's the Egyptians. A lot of hieroglyphs with the sun between the bull's horns. It's the same thing. We're in the age of Air, um, Aquarius now. There's going to need a new god. And the new god right now is transhumanism. Because they want you to download your consciousness. They're trying to make meta work so hard. And from what I saw, only 30 people signed up for it. That's wonderful. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, I see a, a miserable failing on whatever the attempted outcome that they're pushing on us right now. And I'm very, I'm, I'm very hopeful and looking forward to to the future that we have, just because of how many people are intrigued and interested in waking up and asking the right questions and and looking at this material uh what we consider entertainment is totally shifted people are reading again people are looking listening to podcasts they're wanting different forms of information that's not going to dumb them down they they don't they're tired of being dumbed down they want real knowledge and i it's, i'm intrigued that people are actually coming out and seeking that yeah i saw a meme that said in the 80s counterculture and it showed a picture of a bunch of punks, mm. you know, with, with, with mohawks and pink mohawks and all sorts of stuff. They showed a picture of 2020 counterculture. It's just a man with his family. <laughs> right. Exactly, man. Yeah, we're definitely living in intriguing times. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your YouTube channel, man. I'm surprised this thing is still going. You you are putting some truth bombs in there. I guess you're carefully uh, choosing your wording with some of the stuff that you're putting up there. We got two strikes on YouTube right now. We could, at any moment, we could just be taken down. So all I put up on YouTube now is clips. Uh, but what do you got going on here, man? I see you've been covering everything. Yeah, I, I literally cover everything. So my YouTube channel is Micah Dank Truth Bombs. I have three playlists. 
Okay. If you go to playlist, I have three playlists. One is for interviews for people that I've interviewed. You know, we talk about spirituality, esoteric stuff. My, my, with Goomba, the Anunnaki. Uh, my other uh, YouTube thing is called short bombs, which I usually, I make, I make a couple three to five minute videos a day, just mind blowing stuff in short capacity, like quick watch stuff to teach you stuff. Okay. When I first wanted to write, I wanted to write and I realized I had to write a fiction series in order to get the truth out there. Cause I've read like George Orwell. I've read Philip K. Dick. I've read all this Huxley. I've read all that shit. And I know that you have to tell truth in fiction because you can't get away with it. If you're at a nonfiction book, fiction goes well beyond there. So that's what I did. And I have nine books in that series right now. And I have a 10th book, which is a kid's astrology book. And even then I still have more information. So that's why I started the YouTube channel. So I have the interviews, I have short bombs, and then the third one is um, oh, my astrotheology work. Okay, it's it's my breakdown of all the ancient texts with astrotheology. Man, I think that's awesome. You got a kid's book. What what brought you to write that? I just wanted to give something to the kids, you know? I wanted to, you know, start them early. Yes. You know, I wanted to, there's not a lot of kids astrology books that talk about astrotheology. Okay. Cause for people who don't know what astrotheology is, it's, it's the mythology of the Zodiac as it applies to the sun going through the 12 signs of the Zodiac on its hero's journey. Okay. And all the story behind it. For example, Taurus is the bull. So when you look at the sky and you see Taurus, you have to put the plow on the bull on earth in order to plant. Okay. Now we have John Deere equipment and all sorts of shit for that. But back in the day when they wrote the Bible, they had a plow and they had a bull, um, the scales of justice, the man holding the scales. Okay. That's the judgment. That's the judging. Okay. That's why the Jews always in Libra have the day of judgment. Okay. Yom Kippur. And this, I just go through the 12 signs and all sorts of stuff that I explain how that applies to all these there's keywords in each sign. And I explained the cipher that I came up with, how it goes through all the books. And I've traced this back to the Epic of Gilgamesh, the Enuma Elish, the Code of Hammurabi, the Quran, the Egyptian Book of the Dead, all the Gnostic texts, all of them, the Apocrypha, uh, the Bible, the Quran, all of it. It all has the same code because it was all written the same way, because we've all been speaking the same language for at least 17,000 years that I've traced it back. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Then there are also more and more evidence all the time that there was a global civilization who had a global understanding of spirituality that got hijacked along the way by something or someone that wanted to control everything. And then we have the birth of these Abrahamic religions and move forward in history. And there we are today. You're also working with uh, Santos Bonacci, isn't that right? That's right. I teach at his syncretism school. Awesome, man. Tell um, us a little bit about this, uh, what you're doing there. So it's basically my astro theology section on my playlist. I send him the videos too. And then his people that sign up to his, his uh, syncretism society get to see my work. And um, it's, it's just been great. You know, um, astro theology. I got close with Jordan Maxwell towards his end. You know, the rapper Truth Seeker put me in contact with him after I got him on Coast to Coast. It was like a, you know, we just, he's a, he's a great guy. You know, I, I, would, I helped him out. He helped me out. You know, it's nothing but love. And um, 
Um, so I got to know Jordan, um, work with Santos. Um, I sent Bill Donahue one of my videos and he sent me this email and absolutely loved it. Um, so I'm, there's not a whole lot of astrotheologists out there, but I've, I know all of them. And uh, I bounce ideas off of them when I come up with something because I think I'm the only one that's found this thread through all the ancient texts, all the ancient holy texts. I mean, the Code of Hammurabi is astrotheology too. You know, that's where we get our laws from. Well, let's close on this for the, the, the hardcore Christians that are listening to this or may happen to be just tuning in, uh, and they are taking the book of Revelation literally as an apocalyptic event that we're experiencing now. What would you tell them? Uh, it's no different than every other generation. You know, every generation of Christian thinks they're in the end of times, which is a mistranslation because when they say the end of mm-hmm. days in the Bible, it's a mistranslation. It's not actually the end of days. The correct translation is it's the end of an age, okay? It's the end of an eon, okay? And the end of the eon was the end of Pisces, okay? That's what they were talking about. According to uh, all the astrologers I know and all the people who look into these uh, these different eras that we head into, would you say that we are heading into what would be considered like a golden age? Yeah. Yeah, Aquarius is the age that we start to wake up. See, we have what's called the great year, okay, which is 12 signs, 2,160 years, each sign. So it's 25,920 years. It's called the great year. It's, it's how long it takes to go through each sign. As the sign goes like this, okay, as it comes around the bend like it is now, it is accelerating a little bit, and we're starting to get consciousness, get lighter. But as it comes back into the darkness and falls away, our consciousness falls. So we, we tend to, mm. we, we're cyclical with our intelligence. Since you mentioned cyclical, I do want to get your thoughts on this before we close out. There's arguments in the conspiratorial community amongst, uh, you know, the historical aspects of it, especially that we have been reset multiple times by major cataclysms that were either of a cosmic nature, like uh, asteroids coming from space, or we were advanced and we destroyed ourselves in some way through nuclear war and things of that nature. Are you of the mind that we did have multiple cataclysmic events that helped us kind of uh, erase our memory? It happens every 12 to 15,000 years. Hmm. Um, One of them that's going to be happening, or one of them that could happen, is uh, Yellowstone is very, very overdue to erupt. And when that bad boy does, it's going to take out half of the country, if not more. Okay? So that's one of the things. Yeah, every twelve to 15,000 years, we have a reset. Uh, you know who Diamond from Oppenheimer Ranch yeah, yeah. Uh, is? Diamond goes into it with seism- seismology because he's a, he's, a, um, he's a geologist, I believe. He goes into it with seismology. He's got all these charts and shit. But yeah, it happens every 12 to 15,000 years. We hit a peak and then we come down. The idea is to get past it. You know how uh, Michio Kaku talks about how there's three types of civilizations? Yeah. You know, one that can trigger all the weather, one that gets its energy from the star, and one that gets its energy from the universe? Yeah. And how we're, we're a type zero? Yeah. Um, well, I argue that we're actually a type one because we can actually manipulate the weather. We can make earthquakes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, um, Tesla had an earthquake machine, which I kind of put in my eighth book. Um, 
we, we can manipulate the weather, you know, the, during the Chinese Olympics, the cloud seeding, you know, we, we do that. Um, yeah. So I think we are a type one, but you got to get to like a type two, because when you can draw your energy from your mother star, okay, there recently was an article in my book 10 years ago, I wrote about this is that um, they found a way to take water, okay, like ocean water or water, for example, take the sun, use the sun to separate the hydrogen, the two hydrogen and the one oxygen, and then use hydrogen as fuel. That's an endless supply right there. And you know what? They shelved it because nobody's going to do that. Yeah. And then it brings you into Stanley Myers water car, which I'm sure you've heard about. Of course. And um, yeah, all that. All great ideas go to waste. Yeah, man. I couldn't tell you. There's actually a few individuals that have emailed me uh, fearing for their lives, telling me that they were developing um, free, some sort of free energy device or that car that runs off of water and that they wanted to speak out about it. They wanted to tell people about it, but they couldn't because they were afraid of being taken out. And unfortunately, I only got one or two emails from this individual, tried to reach out again and didn't get back to them. So that's what happens to people who uh, come up with uh, you know free energy ideas is and as a as a whole as as humanity we don't we don't have the technology that the one percent of elitists have control of and you know if this ever changes in the era that we're heading to that things will shift and maybe we'll be we'll have access to some of this stuff yep well, Micah, before you head out, let everyone know uh, where they can find your work, social media, all the good stuff. I have a YouTube. Love you guys to just come and subscribe. Go through my short bombs playlist. See if this is the kind of stuff that interests you. Micah Dank, Truth Bombs. Facebook, Micah Dank. Instagram, Micah Dank. Although I am shadow banned on Instagram, so you have to really search for me. And uh, Twitter is real Mr. Dank. Spell out Mr. Um, if you want to reach out to me, I also sell signed copies of my book series. What I also do is if, you, if you're interested in my work is I sell flash drives with my books in digital format that come unlocked. So you can, watch, you can read them on your tablet, you can read them on your phone, and you can send them to whoever. I hope that it goes viral. Um, and it also has all my PowerPoints that I do. Excellent. And that's about it. Awesome, dude. Well, thank you so much. This is fantastic. I really enjoyed the presentation, and we'll be doing it again soon. All right, until Sounds next good, time, man. everyone, have an excellent evening. We'll talk again tomorrow. See y'all then. Hello, friends. Have you noticed how much podcasts have grown in popularity over the past few years? We definitely have, and it's insane. We have an opportunity for your business to take advantage of the exponential growth of our podcast by advertising with us. We've been riding the podcast growth wave for a few years now. And we want you to take advantage of this too. We have unbeatable pricing and advertising packages, and we work with you on an individual basis to produce the most effective ad possible for our audience. If you would like to advertise with Forbidden Knowledge News, email me, forbiddenknowledgenews at gmail.com. We look forward to all our new partnerships.